Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It. Um, again, I don't have an outline <laughs> for the podcast today, for this week at least. I am still working on the anxiety resource blog post slash podcast episode, I really want to make it like good. Like I don't want to just throw things up there for the sake of throwing them up there. So I'm just taking my time putting it together. I really wanted to actually have it up this week. Um, But some good things happened that have made me very productive for this week. I really want to avoid using the word busy because I think people like throw it around just for the sake of like saying that they're busy and I have definitely been a person who does that like they like I wear it like a badge of honor type of situation and I'm really trying to switch my vocabulary vocabulary around um when it comes to that and and in a lot of ways I have um like instead of saying my anxiety I don't want to say my anxiety. Like, she's not mine. I don't claim her. (laughs) I don't want to keep referring to it as if it's like a possessive thing that I have. Um, So I've really been trying to be more aware of just the language that I'm using, um, because I think that's a really good reflection of our subconscious and what we're thinking and what we're feeling. I really do believe in Freudian slips, too. Like, I think that's for sure a real thing. If you don't know what a Freudian slip is, I don't know how to explain it. Google it. <laughs> um, but I do, I have not forgotten about that anxiety resource um, podcast. I do want to get it up. And I, again, I don't have an outline. I kind of wanted to talk about a couple of things. So the first being social media. So as you guys know, I've said this like a million times. Um, I was on a social media cleanse or detox or just, I don't know, I was absent from social media for like a month starting in July until this week, actually. Like I've slowly been easing my way back into it and I didn't even know when I left social media. Like I didn't have like a firm end and like start back up going on social media again. I obviously have had to use it because of client work and things like that, but I haven't been on my own profile and I haven't been scrolling. Like I've literally been scheduling my client's post and just posting and not (laughs) like really getting in in the throes of it. So I technically have been on it, um, but just not my own profile. And I didn't even know, again, like I said, I didn't even know when I started and when I, when this was going to end and it actually kind of naturally just came at 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 a 4 week mark. So actually it really was July 20th to August 20th. So a solid 4 weeks and this this break from social media felt completely different than any of the other breaks that I have previously done um, for a couple of reasons. Hopefully you guys can hear me. I'm still using that weird um, headset situation. Okay, hello. Let's adjust the microphone here. I found a new mic. So hopefully next um, podcast it will be it will be there. Okay, let's adjust this. This break was different 
in the sense of I usually always take a break around the holidays. Like usually from Thanksgiving to New Year's, I'm like done with social media. (laughs) Um, It's like my two-month vacation from work. I don't promote anything. I don't usually work with clients, like everything. Like I'm just shut down from usually Thanksgiving to New Year's. And I want to like continue to hold that tradition um, even as I continue to grow. But it's different because when I was off social media then, it was like I had time I had things to do, like <laughs> with holiday season, right? Like Christmas shopping, grocery shopping, family, relatives, friends are like in town and I'm going to dinners and lunches and like holiday parties and cooking and baking. Like they're wrapping gifts. There's always so much to do. And with this social media break, I didn't have much to do because my state, California, is still, our cases are growing with the coronavirus and we're still technically on lockdown. And of course, like I can go and do things, but I'm not really about that life right now. (laughs) Um, So with everything that's happening in the world right now, I didn't have the distractions that I traditionally have, where I can easily go to the movies, go out to dinner, like go be with friends, go hang out, like something to distract myself with. With this break, I did not have that. And when I took my social media break, my intention was like, I'm going to feel so good and I'm going to feel so cleansed from just not being on social media, scrolling all day and looking at everything going on. And as you guys know, social media has become like the news. (laughs) And I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong, because I actually think it depends on how you look at it. Like there is a growing awareness of so many issues that are going on in the world right now. And it's kind of a good thing, right? Like we can see we're learning about new things or we're able to shift patterns, um, things like that. I think it's amazing. But it's also like I don't watch the news. I don't read the news for a reason. And so when I go onto my social media profiles, like I'm basically reading the news (laughs) and seeing the news. And if you're an OG social media person, like I think I have been on social media since I was in middle school, like with MySpace and then Facebook and then Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, if that's considered a social media platform. I I don't even use Snapchat anymore. So I've always been, I've literally always been on social media. And I remember when like Instagram was just like pictures of your coffee and like a sunset or a sunrise or a pie or cookies you made. And it has become so much bigger than that. And again, I don't necessarily think it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think that um, polarity of it is really based on your own personal intentions of using it and what you're seeing. And for me, with this break and having no distractions to really like focus my energy on, this social media break actually really fucking sucked. It was 
hard. And it wasn't not being on social media was hard. It was what came out of that, which was all of this shadow work that I had been avoiding. And I know we hear social media is a distraction. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. It's a distraction. But when I tell you that all of this heavy, heavy shit that I had been distracting myself with, had been pushing down, had not been working on, like, came out like it it just came up and out like I have no other way to explain it where my anxiety got really bad I started having panic attacks and I haven't had this bad of anxiety and panic in literally two two three years like very very long time I've always had like anxiety like little hiccups but this is like a full-on flare up and it's been fucking tough and I know people always want to romanticize like taking these social media breaks is so relaxing and cleansing and I think in a normal if we were in a normal place in the world where we didn't have a global pandemic and all of these political uprisings and everything going on it probably would have been nice but you know what (laughs) all of this this year has just brought up so much darkness. I think even if you're looking, if you're really looking at yourself, you're seeing the worst of yourself right now. And I know that's hard for people to hear and to stomach and be like, that's not true. Like I've donated to this thing and I've done this and I'm doing all of these great things. And that's awesome. I mean, I think there's darkness and light in every situation. But I think people are really feeling and seeing the worst of themselves. And I was no no exception to that, where I was like, holy shit, some shit that I've been putting off. Sorry, I'm cussing so much. Some shit that I have been putting off for probably years is now like at the forefront and I'm being forced to look at it. It actually reminds me of that um <laughs> Kim Kardashian meme where she's like peeking out of the bushes. <laughs> I think it was when Kanye and North were recording a music video and she was like trying to not distract North. And so she was like peeking around the bushes and she like sticks her head out. That's been like my shadow work. Like my shadow work's just been like, hello, hi, how are ya? <laughs> anyway, now I'm being asked to to sit with it and to see it and to hold the space to heal through it. And that shit is so goddamn hard. (laughs) Like if you have ever really looked at areas in your life where you have not been progressing forward out of fear, out of spite, whatever it is, and like it's finally in your face, you're like, damn. And you know, everyone's going to have a different example for, for what they, um, for what comes up for them. I think for me, the biggest thing, and this is such a like Brie thing. (laughs) It's such an Aries thing too, fire signs, is I hate being stagnant. I hate being in a state of like being comfortable. Being comfortable actually makes me uncomfortable. So I have been really comfortable in 
my income level uh, in my business, in my life, and not in a way that's healthy. Like I think I used to write down in my journals, like, um, I am comfortable being uncomfortable. And I see now that that was like a prayer for weakness because it's good to be, to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and get a little bit uncomfortable. But I also think when you ask, like, I'm okay with being uncomfortable, those uncomfortable situations then become okay. You start accepting and allowing those unhealthy, toxic, self-sabotaging behaviors, relationships, and circumstances, you learn to become okay with them. And so then you never want to move or, or get out of those situations because you're like, even if I'm uncomfortable, like I'm comfortable. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I've really begun to see how that has impacted me in my in my life and in my mental health. And even, you know, getting getting towards the end of like the third week, I kind of began feeling like, okay, I've kind of got a little bit more of a grasp on this. Um, because it's hard in the beginning when like all of your shadow work starts coming up, coming up and you begin to realize the things you've been putting off because now you have nothing to distract yourself from it. Like, there's nothing left. Like, what, are you going to go watch TV and, like, read a book? Like, yes, those are great things to do to relax. But when you have shadow work, like, you don't have time for that shit. You have to sit. For me, what is, what's, you know, not surprising, but also surprising, is that all of the things that I had been putting off, like, all of the shadow work that was coming up, was just fear. Like, the only thing preventing me from actually doing the work was fear. Marianne Williamson um, learned from the Course of Miracles, and I believe Gabby Bernstein also pulls from this, is there's only two places that we can come from. One is love and one is fear. Like, at the root, that is the root of everything that we do, love or fear. and fear is just this thing in our brains that I know that we're, you know, physiologically programmed, biologically, like caveman days we've inherited. We still have that, you know, fear-based brain, that primal brain. There's a huge opportunity to look at where your emotions are coming from right now because all of the answers that we need are within ourselves. Like, that's the biggest lesson. Sorry, I didn't finish that thought. <laughs> so the biggest thing that I've learned that's not surprising is that all of our answers are inside of us. And if we can take a second, like the next time we want to get mad at a Karen for not wearing her mask or get mad at our parents for doing X, Y, and Z or kids for doing X, Y, and Z or our spouse or partners doing X, Y, and Z, there's something that they're doing that's triggering you. And whatever the trigger is, is rooted in fear. So you have to understand what your fears are. And that's been like a huge learning lesson for me this 
this time around with my social media detox or cleanse, whatever you want to call it, is like learning what my fears are. (laughs) You can't ask yourself those questions and then go make brownies or go watch something on Netflix. Like you have to sit there for a minute. And I think a lot of us have realized that sitting with ourselves is fucking hard. It's hard to sit with your thoughts and with your emotions because, again, the first thing that comes up is usually like some bullshit that you haven't dealt with. And you're like, fuck, I got to deal with this. And immediately we're like, let's distract ourselves from the pain. Let's distract ourselves from the fear. Like, we'll get back to this later. And in a lot of ways, I feel like that, like everything that's going on in the universe is like, is such a big opportunity for us to heal on such a, an enormous level. And healing is definitely, is an inside job. I know that sounds so cliche. You're not going to heal yourself because like the ex-boyfriend who broke your heart five years ago apologizes like you can't wait for that. <laughs> you know, like you can definitely honor and accept that you're angry or you're upset or whatever, you're still hanging on to some parts of that relationship, but at the end of the day, like you have to heal that part of yourself. And that's just like one of the things that I've really really learned this year is so much of my own journey this year with everything going on has been healing. Like I think I've done a lot of growing in the last four years that I've, three years that I've had the podcast and my business, but I haven't done a lot of healing. Like I've kind of just been like, this is all good. Like all the external things are great. Like, okay, I can afford this and I can do this. And like, you know, it all looks great from the outside. But on the inside, I think there was so much healing that wasn't getting done. And I think at the end of the day, like my biggest fear is not being loved. Like whether that's from someone I care about or like some stranger that I've never even met on the internet. (laughs) So And I'm sure that's like, I like psychologically, I've read enough books to like know where that stems from. Um, and I think a lot of people, when you boil it down, it's always like a fear of rejection or a fear of, of love, of lack of love. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I've come to is just this place of like, okay, I've gotten to do all of these amazing things but why am I still feeling unfulfilled? Why am I still feeling like I'm on this hamster wheel and I have to keep going and I'm not progressing anymore? And I think after a certain point, like you can grow and grow and grow all you want, but if the roots aren't grounded, your your tree's gonna fall over. <laughs> like your shit just is gonna be like swaying in the wind anytime a storm comes through. So that's been my biggest takeaway um, with the social media break detox situation. 
Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, what was it? Oh, okay. On a lighter note, like much lighter note, I have been watching, I want to tell you guys like some positive things that I've been watching, um, and just doing because you have to lighten the mood. I love to laugh and Whitney Cummings, if she's a famous comedian, she wrote Two Broke Girls. She's done movies. She's written a book. She's had HBO specials. Like, she's hilarious. And I've always, like, kind of watched her stuff, but never, like, too closely. And she did an interview with another – she has a podcast. And one of the podcasts she did was with Tim Dillon, which is another comedian. And – and she's done so many. I've watched quite a few episodes. They're kind of long. They're like Joe Rogan-esque, like two and a half, three hours. <laughs> so it will take me a couple days to get through them. But watching her laugh, like in her podcast, because they're video, she watched, she posts them on YouTube, like made me realize I have not laughed like that in like a couple of months. and I was like that is so sad to me because if you guys know like if you've been listening to the podcast for a while or have listened to any of my other podcasts like that I've done or just on social media like you guys know I'm kind of a funny goofy person and so for me to be like so serious all the time I didn't even realize that I was missing that like part of myself so I went I was watching this podcast and I was watching her laugh and then Tim Dillon is outrageous like he is just one of those people where he says things and I'm like oh that is not funny but it's hilarious she also did one with um Andrew I think Andrew Schultz I believe is his last name he's a handful. He's interesting. Um, but both of these podcasts, like I was crying, 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 laughing so hard. And I was like, I really want to make space for this in my day. Even if it's like, I'm only watching like five to 10 minutes of these podcasts or clips, like sometimes they'll post, you know, just like tidbits or clips on YouTube. I was like, I need to watch like three of these a day, like throughout the day where I'm just like filled with joy (laughs) and laughter and gratitude and playfulness, Um, especially as I've gotten busier. um, You know, I I know that I need to prioritize self-care. And someone told me they were like, the busier you get, the more self-care you need to do. And I'm like, well, when am I going to find time? Like I've got shit I've got to do. So I'm really trying to wake up like one or two hours earlier just to get like my routine in before I sit down to work. Um, and then scheduling, like literally putting a timer on my phone, not timer, but I'm setting alarms on my for 11 a.m., 1 p.m. And I'm sorry, that's not correct. 1 p.m., 3 p.m. Why can't I remember what I typed? 1 p.m. 11 a.m. 1 p.m. And then 3 p.m. Usually between 12 and 1 is when I eat. So I just like set a reminder to, you know, like not be working while I'm eating. And especially being off of social media, like 
not off now that I'm back on, like I, my habit with social media is very different. Like I'm not on it and I don't use it as a distraction. Like I would, like if I were to take a break, I'd just be like on social media, scrolling, looking on my explore page or whatever. I'm not doing that now. (laughs) Like now I go to YouTube and I want to just watch these like funny ass clips. But I also think that there has to be like a balance to it. So I'm also doing doing a lot of I would call like educational maybe. Is that the right word? I don't know what to call it. But just like I'm watching a lot of Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you have not watched any of his stuff, just do a quick YouTube Google search. If you're like my friend friend, I've probably sent you a video at some point in the last month because um, I've definitely been binge watching a lot of his content. And also same with Dr. Um, Daniel Amen, literally spelt like Amen. <laughs> um, and he is a brain doctor. I feel like that's not right. He's a psychiatrist and a clinical neuro neuroscientist, I guess it would be the two. Um, and he's has clinics all over the US and he's written like tons of books, but really just studying, I think, different things. I really thrive off of learning just in general. So I guess that's, I don't want to say it's a distraction because I feel like that's been something that's really healthy that's come out of my little social media break that I've done is just getting back into learning. I think as adults, right, we're no longer in school and I could kind of argue like you don't really learn a whole lot in traditional school, but that will be a conversation for another day. Um, But I just think as humans, like we like to learn. Um, And Dr. Amen and Dr. Joe Dispenza talk about this. Like when you're learning, there are certain parts of your brain that light up and things start connecting. I don't know all of the terms. You'll have to read the books and listen to the podcasts and watch the YouTube videos that they've put out um, where they literally talk about the neuroscience behind when we learn like what connects. Um, But as you guys know, like both of my, if you've been a long time listener, um, my dad's mom and dad have neurological diseases. So my grandma has Parkinson's and dementia. My grandfather has Alzheimer's both at the same time. They're still living, um, but they are like very dependent on medications or is basically what's keeping them like cognitively going. And seeing their whole experience and their transition in such a short amount of time of basically like being able to drive and, you know, be social and do all of these things to like now they we have live-in caregivers with them that live there 24-7 and basically like cook, feed, bathe, like there's, it takes a village to take care of them and we're so blessed to be able to have like the resources to do that for them. Um, but watching this transition has been in a way like one, it's very, I'm very honored to be their grandchild and see all of this and to be there for someone's like end of life situation. I, I, I haven't like done enough sitting with this to really understand it, but it makes me be like, okay, this could potentially be me in 50, 60 years. And 
even if we don't know what causes it or how to necessarily prevent it, although there are studies that are coming out, um, brain health is definitely something that I'm really, really interested in learning more about. And one of the things, too, to tie this all together was a study that just came out about um, social media use was, and this is not surprising, there's a couple of things that I learned, was the more time someone spends on Facebook, Instagram, or just social media or on their phone in general, the higher chances they have of depression, which is like, (laughs) I feel like that is something that is very like, yeah, no shit. Um, And the other was an increase in these neurological diseases. Um, and essentially what happens, and again, don't quote me on this because I'm not a doctor. I could have completely understood this wrong, but our brain only has a certain amount of serotonin that it can produce. Maybe it's dopamine. Again, don't quote me on this. And so when we're on these social media apps and we're scrolling, 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 they're designed just like casinos, which is why they're so addicting. Gambling, even though I've never gambled or I've I've been to a casino, but I've never gambled. Um, Where our, our brains are literally producing so much of these chemicals that we're like, overloading our brain and then we get to our brains get to a point where they can't produce anymore like it's like a cap they're like this is it this is all we've got and you're using it up (laughs) and I just thought about that for a second because I was like do I really want to use all of my good chemicals in my brain scrolling and looking at someone else's life and what they're doing what they're eating where they're going Or is it best that I use those things like serotonin and dopamine for my own life? And obviously, like I chose me, (laughs) not the social media situation. And it's and it's tough. Like this is going to be a bit of a um, new wave for me as I am like, okay, how do I want to be on social media? Because it is something that helps grow my business. It is something that I make a lot of connections with making new friends and business connections and networking and all of that. But is it really serving me when I'm spending too much time on it? So it's going to be like an ongoing learning curve for sure for me. Um, I hope that this all of this stuff was helpful. I know I can kind of ramble, so I apologize. Um, but I'll definitely be doing, I'm reading one of Dr. Amon's books right now. Um, it's called Change Your Brain, Change Your Body. And then he also has a book that just came out called um, The End of Mental Illness that I would like to read. Um, as well, I believe that came out this year. But as if you can't pick up one of his books. Um, He's done a ton of podcast interviews, tons of podcast interviews, and I learned so much from them. So maybe I'll reach out to him and see if he wants to come on the podcast because that would be really, really, really cool to be able to have him on and pick his brain a little bit. So I am going to end it here. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I, if you guys did like the episode, please do me a quick favor and hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. So that way you can get a 
uh, notification when a new episode comes out. And if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, what, I don't even know what it's technically called. I call it iTunes, but I think it's called Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a little five-star review. Leave a little rating potentially a review that would be lovely because it helps the podcast so much and yeah I'm gonna leave you guys with that again I'm really gonna work really hard this weekend to get that anxiety resources list blog post and podcast recorded for you guys and I will see you next week all right be kind be well be grateful love you mean it bye